0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. We're down to the A-team tonight. Ooh,
1: shade. <laughs> Don't shade the people not here. I'm Carrie. I'm Dean. I'm Jack. Just us. We're going to talk about something weird. This is legit weird, by the way. It is it? Yeah. It is it. That's good. No, it's one extra word, but I like that. Uh-huh. Better do that. Get paid by the word. Anything else to say in introduction, Carrie?
0: um no dean
1: carrie has something of a cough so if you hear her sucking on her licorice cough drop which is as disgusting as it sounds then
0: these aren't licorice yeah oh.
1: so why carrie sucks on her not licorice <coughs> cough drops we will talk about so mostly jack we'll talk about
0: <laughs> i can still talk
1: okay all right let's start with roger and linda scarberry they're a young married couple and they're on a double date with Steve and Mary Mallet. Mallet? Yep. Like. M-A-L-L-E-T-T-E, I think. All right. They are from lovely Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh. Oh. At the time, it's a town of about 6,000 people. This is November 15th,
0: 1966.
2: Oh. Good-ish year.
1: Hey. <laughs> the year of can I say it? My birth. Oh, she said it herself. She said All right. It. They decide to cruise to a disused military munitions factory. Our facility is known as the TNT area. Is that what a like fun a... date. It was like a, um, you what know, it was really kind of a lover's lane. What? It was this old World War II munitions depot that had been, it was abandoned. It had kind of devolved into, it had like the roads were still there and a lot of the abandoned buildings were still there at the time in 1966, but it was completely closed down. It was the, the forest was reclaiming it, you know, so it's kind of a spooky area, but it, it was yeah. kind of a lover's lane.
0: Okay. So Sounds there,
1: like a match. Yeah. So the foursome, we're going there to yeah. do some kind of making out. I don't know. That's it was a local hangout. So yeah, don't judge them. Smoking weed. Maybe, maybe yeah. Nineteen sixty-six. Super white people in West Virginia. Probably not. I'm gonna say
0: drinking moonshine. Yeah, maybe moonshine. White I'll give you
1: moonshine I'll give you some white lightning. Blind juice. But I don't think we <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> well, that's true though. I know, but still, I like you go my blind. Word. Tm.
2: You know that right? That, you you actually know that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. Yep. You'll Moonshine and mountain dew—it'll make you blind. Methanol. Jack and I.
0: Jack and I learned how to make homemade wine on the internet. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. Wait, oh yes, yeah, right. They were watching life hacks and food <laughs> hacks and shit All like that. All three ingredients. Yeah. So as the marlets and the we'll call them the scarberry party. The marlets. The Mallets. Mallets. Oh. Mallets and mallets. Scarberries. Mallets and Scarberries. You even know their name. Wait,
0: they're married couples?
1: The, yeah, they're two yeah. married couples. Okay. Two, like they're, I, I get the sense they're kind of early 20s. Okay. All this West Virginia, they could have been 13.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say early 20s, then they're old married couples. Wow. wow. <laughs> Damn. Like
2: it's 1850. And I act
1: like I'm disgusted when I just said something worse. Exactly. So, as they approach one of the abandoned buildings there, their headlights catch a pair of bright Red eyes shining in the night.
0: Oh, geez. Then,
1: some kind of big grayish creature that described it, at least the size of a man, looms from the darkness. It's man-sized, but doesn't seem quite human to them. Suddenly, the creature sprouts wings from its back and spreads them out nice and wide. They would later describe it as, quote, a large flying man with 10-foot wings.
2: A man? Like Light. a humanoid That's they said. creature?
1: Large flying man with 10-foot wings. Later, they'd say it maybe had more like 7-foot wings, but whatever. It was kind of a man-bird creature, and it was big. Okay? It scared the shit out of them. So they stopped the car, uh, flip a bitch.
2: <laughs> flip a bitch. <laughs> technical term. And
1: they got the hell out of there. And that means U-turn. They, they flip a U-e, head back up the road they were coming in on, and they flee. The, they flee. As they're heading out of the TNT area, though, they see on, on a little hillside there next to him, they see the, the creature again on on the hillside as they're passing it. So I, I don't know if it, you know, went over there apparently somehow. This time it takes off into the air and soars over their car. And Roger Scarberry, who's driving, guns it. He's, you know, he is clearly shit and pissed himself by this point. Is he point.
0: screaming like a little girl? I
1: am. 100% certain he was. <laughs> because now the thing paces them right above the hood of their car, right above the, the ceiling of the car. The ceiling, Jesus Christ. The roof of their car. This thing is, is flying with them, soaring right over them, following them, even as they go onto the highway and head back toward town, toward a point. Because this is a, a couple, about three miles outside of Point Pleasant, right? And it, the, Roger would later say that he got the car up to 100 miles an hour and the thing kept up with them. Okay. A oh. hundred miles
2: an hour.
0: I'm not sure I believe Roger.
2: I'm not sure anybody should believe Roger. It's on that a point. small jet powered drone <laughs>
1: from, from the future as it does. So as it's oh, falling them mouse. above them at hundred miles an hour, it emits these series of weird, loud, like squeaks, right? They would later compare it to like, it was from a huge mouse.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: I didn't say they were sober. Oh, the so, drinking yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've established that. I think factually. <laughs> yeah. So the man-bird follows him along Highway 62, almost all the way in back into Point Pleasant. Apparently, at some point, it veered off, right? The two couples head straight for the sheriff's office, small town. They know the sheriff is. And they tell the sheriff everything they said. They swear to God it's true. And the sheriff would later say they seemed legitimately terrified.
2: Yeah, because yeah. they were fucked up. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so he goes out with them. They drive back out to the TNT site <laughs> to investigate.
2: Make it a some.
1: Yeah, move. Yeah. and the sheriff <laughs> says come on come on why, why don't
2: I go out there with you?
1: Mm, <laughs> one thing might lead to another so they was creepy don't yeah, it was I a mean, Jack said it I did not I'm, we know what he meant <laughs> so the group the, the, but the, the sheriff doesn't find anything out there there's no sign of a winged creature out well, there when he gets there
2: it flew away
1: it must have they stick About by the 100 story 100 miles there. an hour They stick by their story. They swear it's true. The next day, they have a press conference to tell their story. (laughs) They didn't
2: have much going on in West Virginia in 1966. (laughs) Wow. What? You think they did? I'm not sure they were hosting the World Fair. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: they probably did not. So, and at that press conference, though, by the way, the sheriff would vouch for them and say, or actually, one of the deputy sheriffs said, These are good guys. These are good kids. They've never been in trouble. You know, they really seem genuine to us. The reporters would also agree that they did not seem like they're putting on an act or bullshitting. we there. The newspapers then quickly pick up the story. And then, just a, a very short time later, a reporter out of Charleston newspaper, which I believe is the state capital of West Virginia, isn't it? Is it? That's Charleston, a great West question. Virginia? I think, I think, I think it is. is. I think it is. Oh, yes. Anyway, we... I can't name any <laughs> of I don't States. know my state capital. It's not Montpelier. But uh, <laughs> that's true. The, the, the reporter. Dude. At the time, Batman was a very popular show, right? Uh-huh. So this reporter makes a little play on words and calls the creature... Uh, you Batman. Know? No. You can't use Batman for Batman. Seriously, Carrie. Super creative. You're, <laughs> you're out, Jack.
2: man-bat? Oh, my Jesus Christ. I thought... Honestly, I thought you did Do you not know about, what this is? No.
1: This is a very famous uh, case. It's called, I do,
0: but mm, I don't want to spoil it for well, you. Well,
1: let's go ahead and spoil it. She calls it the...
0: Mothman. Mothman. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
2: That's what I thought. For, Okay, yeah. I thought so it was she a made it Devil up, at first. When she, you said gray, I was like... Well,
1: this reporter well, made up that word as kind of a play on Batman. Well, I didn't know that until... I've I, I read about the Mothman for many years. Yeah, but, but um, how
0: was a moth? A play no, on
2: just the I, just structure just of the name, that I think. You know? Is, is he good? Okay, man? unless
1: we cut that out, you guys are going to think that Carrie has the cholera. Uh, the cholera. It's the, it's, that's what it's called. And so now... There's so many with, with, with her that. play on words a new cryptozoological star was born, because this thing became huge overnight. There's My mother story.
0: would be more afraid of a mothman than, than anything else in the entire world. Oh, she'd be
1: more afraid of a moth, <laughs> the <laughs> yes. small moth. Mothmania ensues. Mm-hmm. The earliest apparent mothman moth sighting, though, possibly goes back all the way to 1961 in West Virginia, about five years before. This one is not clear. What's so funny? <laughs>
0: Way back five I years know. earlier, well, <laughs> and then,
1: you'll see. And then there's nothing. And then there's a. Uh, it lasts for over a year. So in 1961, this in West Virginia. I forgot what town. A father and daughter. They're driving along State Route Two, through the Chief Cornstalk Wildlife Management Area. No, oh, my yes, Chief Cornstalk.
2: Is that uh, Nebraska? I don't know. That it sounds like-
1: super racist. No, it's West Virginia. It's just south oh, of Point Pleasant.
2: Oh no. So,
1: the daughter is driving. When I first read that, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, that's really irresponsible to have it a does. seven-year-old drive." I don't know why. I thought a father daughter are driving. You just think the daughter is a, as a child. She wasn't; she was an adult, True. <laughs> so she's driving. <laughs> and she, she slows down suddenly, and they look ahead because the father looks ahead, like, "What's going on?" And they see in the middle of the road something suddenly. This, you know, a man again, a man-like figure is in the middle of the road. So she's slowing down. Why Night she doesn't thing. stop, I don't know, but Can she I does a question? Yeah,
0: daytime or nighttime?
1: Nighttime. Suddenly, that something unfurls massive wings from behind his back. She would say they—they they appear to go from tip to tip across the entire width of the highway, which would make them even if it's a two-lane you know road. That's yeah. still a pretty damn huge, huge wings. Just so we know, just to be clear, though, none of the other reports in this whole Mothman flap—so yeah, no pun intended—would. Be more than uh, six, seven feet was the, yeah. was the norm. So, this was an abnormally large
2: wingspan. If well, the first people said 10. Feet they said 10, but, but other people in the car said seven. Oh, okay. So, so that one guy who was like yeah. getting a little too crazy. 10 foot! It. He,
1: he embellished.
2: Don't ever let him. Well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to move on.
1: <laughs> um, she. Uh, so, this thing suddenly takes flight and I think goes straight into the, into the air. And so just before she's going to run over it, again, she's slow, but didn't stop. But before she runs over it, it flies off and goes up into the air and disappears. So that, but that's the extent of that story. And nothing else happened for five years until late 1966. But the first sort of, I guess, official sighting of the Mothman wasn't the Scarberry incident in November 15th. That was the first one that made it a story and the newspaper yeah. started to cover. Actually, three, day before, three days before that, on November 12th, The Mothman story really began with five men who were digging a grave in a cemetery at Clendenin, West Virginia. I hope (laughs) I pronounced that right. Clendenin? I don't know. Which one of them looks up and sees a, quote, brown human being, his words, don't don't get on me for that, and it takes off into the air from a nearby tree. So in other words, they look up and they see this, again, man-like creature in a tree. (laughs) It suddenly takes flight from the tree. And starts flying around from tree to tree in this, I guess, apparently forested cemetery. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, and so that all five <laughs> of these men out there digging a grave, and I guess it's a very, very deep grave, uh, could see it. And they all swore ah. to it. And they all swore that they saw this this flying man, bird, creature, uh, this man-like thing fly around from tree to tree above them. They swore it was not a bird. They sw- they said it looked more like a man with w- with wings. Literally a man with wings. So it's three days later when the mallets and scarberries have their encounter in Point Pleasant about 70 miles away that it becomes a major, major national story. First regional and then a national story. So the next several days after the scarberry incident, the Mothman reports just start flooding in. There's tons of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sounds very disbelieving there.
0: Uh, Well, Yeah.
2: I know, yeah. that's just like, that's going to happen after any yeah. sort of thing like this gets national mm. attention.
1: We've seen this in the aliens, spring Hill Jack. We've yeah. seen this in the um, uh, Mattoon, Matt Gasser of Mattoon.
2: Multiple alien stories. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Missiles. But there are there are a lot here, and, and it's a very yeah. small town again. So two volunteer firefighters, for instance, they see what they describe as a large bird with red eyes. Notice, their, notice the verbiage there. We'll come back to. We'll have theories at the end. Others see something with a quote funny little face. <laughs> Keep that in mind too. And some witnesses describe what they see as headless, with eyes basically yeah. kind of just over the shoulders. Keep a that in mind. Funny little too. face. Funny little face. Eyes just over the. Oh, oh, doesn't have a
2: neck almost. Eyes are, that's like yeah. that one cartoon character from Ah Real Monsters who doesn't have a head. He just got eye stalks coming out of like his <laughs> clavicle. Ah <laughs> <laughs> Real Monsters. Yeah, great show. Great show. Don't remember. Probably because I was a grown ass man, yeah, I, you were like 27 it. Yeah, that's when fine. it premiered. Probably the strangest sighting, though,
1: came from a contractor named Newell Partridge. And how a guy in West Virginia was named Newell Partridge, yeah. I'm not clear.
2: That's a little too
1: patrician, sounds, yeah. Sounds upper crust English, doesn't it? Yeah, hello. Oh, let me get my monocle and see if I can see that Mothman character. <laughs> what that's a spot on accent, yeah, Gary. Okay, shut up so Newell he told the local sheriff one George Johnson that his here's what happened to him his television suddenly went black and then like a weird pattern flashed on the screen so now we're bringing up some other shit aren't we there'll be a lot more of this not mothman shit involved in the story before it's over he hears a strange buzzing or whining noise from outside that he says quote like a generator winding up bandit his German shepherd Oh. Runs outside, and then Newell follows to see what's going on. It's nighttime. Newell uh, follows, and he finds Bandit by the hay barn. It's about 150 yards from this house.
0: Oh, I want a hay barn. What? <laughs>
2: Dude, like... We got seasonal allergies. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I just want a
0: barn. It. You just
2: want a barn. So you can like have animals give birth in it? What? Is that why, Carrie? Why do you want a barn? What are you going to do with your barn, Carrie? Uh, shoot your children in it. Wow. Where did that come Whoa, from? Whoa. No. The hell? What episode was that? I, my
0: workshop.
2: Okay. A barn. Huh?
0: And then I could also have little baby goats and jammies.
1: Oh, yes. Goats and jammies and okay. no lammies and jammies and goats and coats. Gary, get, yeah. get it straight. Keep it right. Keep it real. So, Bandit is over there barking at the barn, at the hay barn. So, Newell, wait. Newell? Yeah, Newell yeah. shines his flashlight at the barn and he sees what looks like quote, bicycle reflectors. Again, red flashing eyes in his flashlight beam, like bicycle reflectors. He was certain these were not the eyes of any normal animal that he was familiar with. The glowing eyes take off and Bandit takes off after them. Good doggy. Yeah, but Bandit was a trained hunting dog, right? And what do you do with your hunting dog? When you say, come on back, your hunting dog is supposed to come on back. Bandit not come back. Bandit kept chasing after the, the eyes even though uh, Newell called him back.
2: Bandit, not come on, It's babe. a bad
1: boy. It's a bad boy. Newell, he goes back to his house for his gun, but then he is too frightened by all that just happened to go back outside and look for Bandit and, and the creature.
2: You know, not illogical. I,
1: I think that's what we call a West Virginia bitch-out.
2: If you really, what would you do? Your dog's out
1: there chasing a creature, and you have a gun now. Get your ass out there and find Me, it. I'm oh, scared. Pussy. So Whoa. I'm a little disappointed. He's probably dead. And if he's not, if you're like an 85-year-old man, I'm sorry, but you were a pussy. <sighs> was
0: the sneeze. Yeah. Oh, was,
1: was that scared. why you raised your hand? She raised yeah. her hand oh. to sneeze. No, you may not. So, Newell slept that night with his gun
2: propped up against his bed. Isn't that what... I feel like that's just what most West Virginians probably do anyway. That's
1: what we call a West Virginia sleep down.
0: Yeah. I'd okay. sleep with it in well. my hand. <laughs>
1: oh my, that's, you're super dangerous. i <laughs> Dana Lesh. How
2: do you pronounce your fucking name? Losh. Yeah, Dana Awful.
1: Oh, the NRA biatch. Yeah, yeah that, that NRA yeah,
2: she can sleep piece of shit. In hand and you know, terrible nope. things can oh, happen.
1: God. So the next morning, Bandit was nowhere to be seen. So his bitching out did did have a cost here. Two days later, Newell reads I think about Bandit was gone. Riding, either way, I'm not sure what I'm still, I'm Newell would have done. You,
0: you go
2: look. You go find your dog. I probably would have looked for God my baby
0: Bandit. Yeah, I would have looked for my dog too.
1: Two days later, Newell reads about the the Rogers the Scarberry party account in the uh, newspapers. I guess he you know had a late subscription. I don't know. This happened right <laughs> around the same time. What? Well, two days later, he, this happened. I think his incident happened about a day after theirs did. And he reads a story to his story two days later, it's meant it must have been like three days late, right? Yeah. So, what the
2: fuck?
0: Well, I doubt if he got the paper three days late. Maybe he just was laying around and he didn't read it yet. Okay.
2: Didn't put two and two together. Let's labor that. <laughs> well, you I know that your assumption bugger. is
0: that the West Virginia newspaper numbers no, are three just, days late. No, just, just him. Yeah, <laughs> just the Clendenin
2: Chronicle just isn't new. super punctual. <laughs> I'm he
0: lives sure it so is. far away, it takes three days to get there.
1: Okay, you now now you're just picking on him. <laughs> now he's being mean. No, it's it would you. Mean, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, in the article, <laughs> he, in the article he reads that Scarberry claimed that they saw the body of a large dog on the side of the road as they fled Uh-oh.
0: the creature and
1: drove into town. So, well, I, I, so I think this supposedly took place on the same I'll night, see. although he didn't tell his story until a little bit later. The Scarberries. The same night. Uh, yeah, I think so. Really. The same night as the Scarberry incident. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So he so sees it's the same
2: dog. That's it's his he's, dog. bandit he, yeah. he, he thinks his bandit. that. Oh. He thinks it's
1: Bandit. So he fig- and then I don't when know they when they came back when the um, the Scarberry party and the sheriff drove back, they didn't see the dog on the side of the road that they had seen on the way back into town. So they remember they're fleeing yeah. into town, being chased by the thing. They saw a dead dog on dead the side dog. of the road yeah. when they came back out to investigate. The dog was gone. Wow. Well, Newell puts two and two together and figures that was Bandit.
2: All right so shaky logic
1: yeah but, no it could be and uh, the mothman I took him the mothman exactly killed him and then took him all right the night <laughs>
2: <laughs> or every other fucking scavenger in the wilderness of west virginia i'm
1: gonna go with it let's just say this though i will say this bandit was never made it back home
2: yeah <laughs> which is the real tragedy
1: of this entire story
2: let's all take a drink you guys literally both chose to take a drink <laughs> it's like what the fuck i'm, I'm having another
1: lovely midori sour as is jack Carrie is opting for the diet coke.
2: Yep. Yeah, sponsor us, Midori. I'm yeah. sick.
0: I can't drink alcohol.
2: Baby. You can. Yeah, you got power if you through. It, power through. Bad idea, but you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah Carrie, feed no, a cause... fever with
1: alcohol. Yeah, the I'm taking the same.
0: medicine. It's not good to it's fine. mix it with alcohol. It's fine. Bad for I your I'm liver.
1: A I'm a doctor. I, I care can... about my liver. If I tell you it's fine, it's fine.
0: Well. <laughs> okay.
1: That's that's uh, a scoffing, and I don't appreciate that. The night after the Scarberry incident, they had their inciting incident. The same, and this was the same day as the press conference. Ralph Thomas and family spotted something very strange in the sky over the TNT site. The Thomas is one of the few families that actually lived right around that area. Again, it was it was just a little ways out of town, but there are yeah. very very few homes around that immediate TNT site. Yeah, um, the Thomas was one of those families. They saw what they claimed to see, what they, what they called a funny red light hovering over the plant, the TNT plant, in the night sky.
2: That's the vaguest description ever. I know. But I mean, I guess that's all they could see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's night. It's dark. It's they can't funny. Even it's you see the
1: shape of anything. Not at night.
0: I mean. Not if it's dark. Yeah.
2: Yeah. True. I mean, it would depend on, I guess, the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't look up the lunar you schedule. Because or- Donald J. Trump. Was born on a lunar eclipse. so Where is he? He's Sub- a blood child. 10 10. I don't know.
0: Subpar research dean. Maybe
2: that's
1: why he had bone spurs that kept him out of the
2: war. Yeah.
0: A neighbor. Maybe that's why his skin is orange.
1: Yes. He's got jaundice. Blood moon. Wait, yep. What? A neighbor named Marcella Bennett.
0: Marcella. She
2: al- no.
1: Let's go with Marcella <laughs> in West Virginia, Carrie. Not Marcella.
2: That's surprising that there's a Marcella in West Virginia. I, I know. Marcella
1: Bennett she saw i guess she she lived alone also out there in the tnt area and she saw the same thing the red light in the sky and she said quote it wasn't an airplane which i think we can assume that the reporter who took that quote cleaned up a little bit because the original quote was probably it weren't no dang flying car what, am I being mean to West Virginia people? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Let's be honest. That's probably true.
0: No, you're being mean to Marcella.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
2: Mom's really going to stick with the chair.
1: <laughs> Marcella. Yeah. she Mar- Marcella drove over to the Thomases with her baby. So apparently it's just she and her baby in the house, right? So she takes her baby. She drives over to the Thomases. I don't know if safety numbers are like, you see this thing? Mm-hmm. What the hell is that kind of
2: We're thing? We're dying. I, <laughs> let's hook up.
1: No, I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> I that. I think it was that. It was just, she was
2: scared. It was that.
1: So as he exited her car, though she hears something in the bushes near her, she says, "Quote: It seemed as though it had been lying down. It rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man, with a terrible, with terrible glowing eyes." So it just she's getting out of a car, and it just looms up from the bushes. It's this big gray thing with glowing eyes. Okay, Jesus. So shitting herself. This
2: creature is directed by James Wan. Why is it like? <laughs> yeah. They, I, okay, never mind.
1: My so, the tangent will come later. You're going to like Marcella even more here, Carrie, now. Okay. Because, shitting herself, she and, and showing some really solid maternal instincts, uh, she drops her baby. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> but Marcella. she comes quickly, she scoops up the baby See? like a good mother, and she flees into the Thomas house. The Thomas let her in, they locked their door behind her, and they claim then that the creature, quote, shuffled toward the house and, and like, looking inside the windows. Kind of shades of the Kelly Hopskinville UFO, isn't it? Yeah. Where then the, the 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 creature there again, sort of came right up to the house and looked in the windows, which you you know you wouldn't think a wild creature would do to yeah. humans. Quite the opposite. Also,
2: that happened to me in a tent. I'm still not sure if that was a dream or not. <laughs> in my childhood,
1: <laughs> We're or, almost certain that's a dream,
0: or if it was dad. Or if,
1: yeah, it was maybe. one of y'all. I f- swear to God, I didn't do it. i was pranking. Mm-hmm. It might have been
2: me. I was a prank.
1: Probably. It, it, it probably was.
2: But <laughs> qué Mm-hmm.
1: It was a Sasquatch and a prank, two different occasions. And a dream. So they call the police, but the creature is gone by the time the police arrive.
0: Of course.
2: Well, yeah. actually speaking. It's quick.
1: Marcella, Marcella? Bennett?
0: <laughs> Marcella, Marcella. are you asking?
1: Marcella Bennett? Yes. Uh, she, well, I wrote down Marcella Thomas here, but no, it was Marcella Bennett. She's at the Thomas house. She takes six months to recover from this, like some 19th century English governess in a Bronte novel. Six months. She's like. To recover from what? Uh, from the scare. I right? Read really, any a 19th century English novel, and people get a it scare. It's like, and they go insane. What, was or they're bedridden. They're for bedridden time? from. She was, she was had terrifying nightmares. She sought psychological help, I which guess. in West Virginia, she may have been the first person to Honestly. voluntarily seek psychological help, huh. seriously. She tells investigators, too, that the creature came to her home after that. It would come to her home and haunt her there. Huh? It, it, she said it made keening sounds, quote unquote, which, keening which sounds what? like a woman screaming, like and that would announce its presence when it came to f- mess with her at, at her rural home. So she's either having t- weird delusions, or you know, this thing's really messing with her. Yeah. Poor Michelle. Now
2: Marcella. I'm just imagining the Mothman doing some North Korean funeral wailing <laughs> <laughs> outside of bitch's house. Probably.
1: I know. Just to screw with her. So other people start to take notice there so th- there's basically this huge man bird creature hiding out in the tt and t area right in point pleasant west virginia the tt and t area there's a lot of, <laughs> of t's there <laughs> try 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 nitros whatever the fuck it is so and it lasts for, for a full year from late 66 to, to late 67 the area though that tnt area it was pretty big it was several hundred acres it was heavily wooded it had those abandoned buildings back then now they've, they've cleared it they had like a like a federal cleanup site, and they've cleared the building. So I I, I did Google map that or whatever, and you can see from the aerial... That is, you can still see the roads, this little system, this little grid of roads there. But yeah. otherwise, there's no buildings, anything there anymore at well, all.
0: Well, at the time, did they search the building? You know,
1: here's the thing. There, I'm sure they did. There was, there's actually a network of tunnels Ooh, connected okay. to the buildings. Ooh, for, even for the, better. So, so if there is some kind of creature there, it could have yeah. walked around and moved among buildings unseen in this net, network of tunnels.
2: Well, but, I don't know if it would need tunnels if it was a flying. Fly.
1: Yeah, I know. But let's just pretend. Because <laughs> tunnels are cool. It could hide in there. Yes. See? Yeah. But I don't the see. The daytime. How, yeah. It,
2: oh, maybe. True. If it's nocturnal, mm. like a lot of moths. It, <laughs> I think, <laughs> think you put too much of the word there. It's just some
1: bad reporter. And it's bordered now by the, uh, it's part, really, I guess, part of the the McClintock Wildlife Station preserve. So it's pretty wild country. Even though it's just outside Point Pleasant, it was still, I mean, that would be you know, abandoned buildings. Abandoned rows the forest kind of yeah. taking over. That'd be a pretty spooky place in the daytime, let alone at night.
0: Nowadays, the kids would go out there and have raves.
1: Probably, probably. I remember, I remember getting a tour of Fort Ord, an abandoned army site in is Northern California. In the daytime, you see all these the barracks and the, the houses and stuff like that that are abandoned, and you it, it's it's a little eerie in the daytime. At nighttime,
0: yeah, abandoned buildings are, are
1: freaky. I think that's my personal opinion. Don't you think?
0: Sure. I do.
1: Is it like people used to live here and all that, and now this is falling apart? And it
2: depends on the building. scary. I, like, I actually find that buildings, when they've been overgrown, mm-hmm. that makes them less creepy to me. Oh, I, yeah. It makes them vastly more creepy. What? To me. <laughs> I just, when you've got nice vines and ivy crawling up the sides, it makes it look more creepy. Inviting. That's the word you're not for. inviting. No, not inviting.
1: Creepy. Pretty. Scary. Eerie. Frightening. Less ugly. Horrific.
2: Okay. okay, whatever. Agree, agree to disagree. Shit. You're weird. <laughs> Sorry Mother Nature calms me and makes me feel good. <laughs> it's
1: the juxtaposition of nature and, and buildings. I guess that does it for me.
2: It's kind of uh, like, what's the word? Not inspiring. Johannesburg.
1: Yeah. It's an old
2: song. Not inspiring. You know what I mean.
1: Inspiring? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> jack is disgusted. the word is leaving me i can't think of the word hopeful mm. that's the word you're hopeful
1: that mankind will cease to exist and the no the global we'll, the nature we'll, yeah. will take over
2: okay well hopeful that nature will not be irredeemably fucked up by yeah. us yeah okay. all right all right we're getting a little esoteric that nature can okay. take take it back yeah. Yeah, that's good. Take it back.
1: That was, she waxed eloquent there just now. Nature can take it, take We're it
2: back. We're getting real esoteric. And can then take it back. comes up with,
1: nature can take it back. <laughs> yeah. So a rush of reporters and investigators just descend onto Point Pleasant. It became quite the hot spot. <laughs> Jesus, girl. <laughs> That's Carrie's Excuse me. Sound ASMR. with her. Straw.
0: That's like we were at the store today and somebody was walking by with a creaky uh, cart. Literally, we all turned around as she walked by our Something. aisle. It sounded like a kid with a kazoo. Absolutely. <laughs> did. Absolutely did. But it was the creaky wheels. I think it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> The You're Scar- welcome for that anecdote.
1: That's a great anecdote. Cara. No, I had a beginning, middle, and good story. <laughs> so the Scarberry incident would the, the investigators after the Scarberry incident descend onto Point Pleasant. They start to you know poke around. A lot of them are not. It, you have the the normal reporters, but you also have a lot of sort of you know fringe researchers, cryptozoologists and Really, there were a sort of, lot
0: of those in the '60s?
1: Absolutely, not a ton, but yeah, there were some. Huh.
0: Sasquatch
2: was, was a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Squatch yeah, barely, but yeah, people looking. I mean, the, the UFOs yeah, were already a major true. story. Things like that. You know, well, they had they had people. They had supernatural investigators and writers and researchers for
2: sure. Mermaids,
0: but I mean, they did this as their job.
1: Well, they probably had a job. Job.
2: Yeah, it was a side hustle. Yeah, definitely oh, okay. side hustle. That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: The story starts morphing, though, from a, this pure kind of cryptozoological unknown creature thing into something a lot stranger and more layered, pretty quickly, too. A reporter from a newspaper in nearby Athens, Ohio, by the way, named uh, Point Pleasant, by the way, is right on the river. It's just across the Ohio River from Ohio. Okay. <laughs> what you know i like geography but we don't that means trying nothing. trying to place it for you like for our, our our non-american listeners or your american like, listeners this is kind of um the mid well i, I was gonna call it the mid-east because it really is technically of, of the united yeah. states it's kind of like inland from the atlantic ocean
2: just go look at a map okay
1: go look at a map of west virginia anyway a reporter from the newspaper nearby athens ohio named mary hire She writes about the story in in her paper in Athens, right? And then she gets deluged with people who, not the Mothman, but said they saw unexplained lights in the skies above this part of southern Ohio and, and West Virginia.
0: Were they red lights?
1: No, they're, oh. well, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're just bright lights, yellowish, whitish, whatever.
2: Yes, that doesn't seem like that would be related to the Mothman. Uh, it doesn't, does it? At Again, all.
1: this gets really weird. This gets. Yeah. This is not just about, it, it quickly becomes not just about the Mothman. People are weird. After one story that Hire wrote about that, she got 500 calls from people saying they had seen lights in the sky. Huh. So suddenly, are we now having a UFO story?
2: Oh my God, 500 calls back then? Yeah. You didn't so have an shit, answering though. machine or anything. Oh no, Uh uh-uh. no. Her ear hurt.
1: It seems... What? I hate talking on the phone for a long time. Your ear hurts, right? Yeah. Back me up on that. Oh, sure. I thought you
2: meant it rang so much.
1: That too. Sure, yeah. why not? So it seems like it's become a UFO thing because uh, shortly after her, Mary has encounters with apparent men in black. Okay. So now they enter the oh. story. I think
2: that was just like a wedding party. <laughs>
1: No, it was not. This uh, Men in Black, for those of you who are not aware, those are like the strange guys in dark suits and dark glasses. Yeah, no, no. You
2: all seen the movie. Th-
1: but, well, some people, the, the original Men in Black were actually acting a little bit alien-like. The original oh. Men in Black story wasn't that they're like government oh, yeah. agents to cover up for aliens. It was almost like they were <laughs> aliens to cover up for aliens. Like the lizard men. The Men in Black in the original stories acted kind of um, a little odd, a little, you know, human, but like they did, they weren't quite normal
2: so mark zuckerberg is a
1: little bit zuckerbergish zuckerbergian sure sure a little bit like that um and so mary hire starts to have it has a couple of different uh in incidents along this line so the first one was she's in her office in a, in it says the county courthouse what I, yeah seems weird to me too and and i uh, i guess she had an office there in point pleasant because she's in january 1967 so this has been going on for now for a couple of months and a strange, short man with thick glasses, a bowl haircut, <laughs> and a, some kind of a speech impediment goes into her office and asks her for directions to Welsh, West Virginia, a, a nearby small town. He kind of gets into her personal space, into her bubble. He's creeping her out. And she notices also that his eyes are strange and kind of, she said, hypnotic oh, to her. Oh, boy. She gets a phone call, though, and she takes the phone call. And while she's talking on the phone, the, the weird dude picks up a pen from her desk and looks at it, gazing at it like he's never seen a pen before in his life, like it's some kind of weird, strange alien technology.
2: He's a pencil person. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
1: He suddenly laughs, puts the pen down and runs, and runs out the office. Weeks later, she says she saw the same man on the street. And he caught her watching him, and he escaped in a large black car that zoomed around the corner and picked him up. We'll tell. I'll tell you that story a little more in a, in a minute, but so these are kind of Men in Black-ish kind of a story. Not perfect though, not the classic Men in Black, but still along those lines. So now it's Mothman, it's Lights in the Sky, Wait, it's but Men how in how Black. How is that Men
0: in Black? He basically just came into her office and asked her directions.
1: It's not classic Men in Black, but it's a weird person that is who creeps you out, who. Um, Asks weird a- shit, as strange things, and, and seems somehow a little bit alienish.
0: Okay, so uh, you're
1: right. It's it's a it's not a, it's not a classic at all. Men in Black.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then though it gets it gets weirder, due mainly to a person, a writer named one of those aforementioned writers that we talked about a minute ago. This one's name is John Keel. You recognize that name? No. Some people will from the movie. He, come, uh, I'll tell you in a second, he comes in and he hits, he, he just goes, it, it's his uh, main focus there for months. He's in Point Pleasant. He starts questioning everyone in town. He develops these increasingly fringe theories. In 1975, he publishes a book called? Mothman. The Mothman Prophecies.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: That is made into a movie in, 19, in 2002 starring Richard Gere. And of the same name. And I'm not sure. Laura I don't Linney. know. That, uh, yes. Yes. Laura yes, you're right. I was like, That's I know, I know that lady. Right. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. In the movie, if you recall, they portray John Keel, though, as a Washington Post legitimate mainstream journalist. This is utter remember. nonsense. John Keel was a fringe supernatural writer. His publications at the time were things like Flying Saucer Review, <laughs> not the Washington <laughs> Goddamn Post. He was not remotely this legitimate kind of journalist that they portray him in the movie. How
2: dare you? FSR is my favorite fucking quarterly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was an avid UFO believer... And he gradually would delve into these increasingly strange and spiritual theories over the over years, believing in monsters and ghosts and demons and alternate realities and Uh-oh. all kinds. I mean, he got weirder and weirder as the years go on. In this At this period, in 66, 67, though, he comes in and he turns it from a cryptozoological flying man beast into a UFO conspiracy what? Because remember he was from yeah that's his he, was, he was from UFOs that's his his research topic at the time was UFOs he he kind of turned Mothman into a UFO story <sighs> through just the sheer force of will and bullshit.
2: Now how would Bandit feel about that? Yes,
1: you know, if he was scooped up by a creature and guilt yeah. he says he eventually say that he talked to over a hundred people. Or, I'm sorry, a hundred incidents of people who saw the Mothman during this period. And they consistently described a red-eyed humanoid creature, five to seven feet tall, with about six foot wings. The creature, he said, would usually rise into the air vertically, like a helicopter. Yeah. Which
0: and is not possible. It's it, it, You can.
1: It can. There's some...
0: You can? You can?
2: <laughs> Mr. Physicist and evolutionary
0: biologist. I mean, not, not
1: perfectly, but you know, semi vertical you know what I mean? Not, not yeah. all of ours. I, I've seen cranes and herons do that, for sure. But the... And i'm flapping my wings right now because that's Jean's what they did.
0: Flapping
2: his Even wings. Man, they feel at an angle. I mean like f- <laughs> i'm not bit, sure yeah. like physics wise. Yeah, don't they usually I don't run? Think that would like unless you're literally a helicopter with a rotating yeah. blade on the top <laughs> and you think you have got to like <laughs> do a little running and walking yeah, before you yeah. fly.
1: Well, he said they can't they they shot up vertically. Helicopter risk. Helicopter
2: You had a whole hundred incidents.
1: Yeah, allegedly. It shuffled on kind of human like but not quite human legs. Its Ugh. eyes were again just over its shoulders. Yeah, and it had bat-like wings. He said. Yeah, but notice, remember the the stuff I've told you they they didn't really say specify. what specify what the wings. See, said. He he would say honest. later that his his sources told him it had bat-like wings.
2: I always pictured moth, but that's just because of the name. Yeah, yeah, and there are some pictures that do make it look like a moth, but
1: you'll uh, we'll have it on our, our website. But there's a phenomenal statue in the city that, that,
2: that with that, a great that. butt. It does really? That's, that she has a really front. funny butt.
1: Really? I'll have to look at it up from behind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird. That sounded weirder than I intended to. So it flew in more of a gliding motion rather than a flapping yeah. motion of its wings. Which and makes sense. I, I guess so. It was a big creature, but yeah, still six, exactly. seven. Well, well, yeah. The skin was gray or brown, and it screeched. Never spoke words, but screeched, and it sounds sometimes described as like a, a woman screaming, as um, Marcella.
2: With what mouth? I a
1: mouth.
0: Doesn't even have a head. Yeah. It's got a
1: head, but where do? It's just got shoulders
2: what? and eyes. <laughs>
0: it. yeah. it's
1: got a mouth. So Keel would connect the Mothman to alleged these UFO sightings. his lights in the sky that were all over the area at the time. And he claimed that there are also these frequent interruptions and weird noises on televisions and telephones. So now he's making it a physical technological thing as well. Yeah. He's, like, he,
2: what's the guy who said that? The oh, bandit.
1: Was, was uh, yeah, the guy who owned Bandit yeah. said that. What's
2: his fucking name? Um, Partridge. Um, Newell, Newell. Newell.
1: Partridge. He, John Keel, wrote, quote, television sets were burning out at an alarming rate. Telephones I... were going crazy, ringing all hours of the day and night with no one on the other end. Some calls, though... Came from quote mysterious strangers speaking a cryptic language, so now he's trying to very he's very alienish, isn't it? Or, or or something like of that ilk. If there's lights in the skies and there's people messing around with our technology and talk, trying to remember if, if you saw the movie Mothman Prophecies, they do have Richard Gere getting these phone calls in his hotel room, and and it's just like it's like someone's trying to communicate with him but can't, or something like that. Is that yeah. like it's not quite yeah. able to, and this this you'll see why that's going to be important here in a minute. When the lights were seen in the sky by witnesses, sometimes their cars would stop working. It's a classic UFO yeah, trope, yeah. right? Yeah, classic, yeah. It goes back to at least the Betty and Barney Hill incident of 1961, where they claimed that they saw a UFO, their cars stopped working, the aliens brought them in the ship, did terrible things to them, and let them go. And then they got it through hypnotic regression, which yep. is not a thing. So Keel, like Mary Heyer, wrote about these men in black too. He also claimed that his sources saw... Um, had encounters with men in black in point pleasant at this time so he's really turned it into a again more of a ufo kind of a kind of a, a thing and, and it gets even more um fringy here he he basically again uh, this is where he was from he was from that ufo space so it's not i guess not yeah. you shouldn't be too surprised by that they even, here, okay, want to add another layer? I said there's many layers here. They also connect to the Mothman to poltergeist activity oh. in the I area. Oh, I was going to say, yeah.
0: Holy
2: cow. Well, if you, if you have TVs turning off, like I cars guess. stopping working, there's it's a logical leap. It was. Or illogical. He,
1: he called it other supernatural phenomena. He, things like doors opening, strange bumps in the night, unexpected voices, things like that. Yeah. So, and, and according to Keel, there were multiple incidents and multiple witnesses in, in experiencing these poltergeist type activity at the time as well. One family that knew, the, the Lily family, they lived near the TNT plant. They, was, they had a lot of this poltergeist activity and then they would uh, move out of the area and just sort of give up and leave their homestead and, and, and take off.
0: Wow. wow.
2: Back then. <laughs> it's West Virginia. I don't know. Yeah, they got a lot. They probably have a lot of space. Bunch of hay barns they could shack <laughs> up in. And- A lot of
1: hay barns, yeah. They they probably went to some hay barn somewhere.
2: So, like dogs. you want another layer, people?
1: How about animal mutilation?
2: Well, that's already happened.
1: Dogs and farm animals start yeah. getting mutilated in Point Pleasant. That's Not sad. just bandit getting laid off by the side of the road. Oh. Other animals start, getting, start being found mutilated and dead. And this is during the height of the whole UFO, uh, lights in the sky kind of thing. Remember, this predated, by the way from the 1970s and 80s i believe was the height of the ufo cattle mutilation stories that yeah. became quite the story yeah. in the, i think the 70s and 80s it turned out to be based on natural you know scavengers and yeah. ranchers looking for an insurance money in actual fact as opposed to you know aliens coring cows anuses but uh. it, it was a big big story in the 70s and 80s so this kind of you know kind of presaged that and kind of they started finding these kind of things here back in I wonder if that's where they got the idea in the 70s they read up on the they read a um, his, his, his book was published in 75 on the Mothman prophecies so I wonder I don't know if there's a connection there or not hmm. eventually Keel would find his answers in super super weird shit he claimed that the Mothman was really some kind of an apparition more like kind of more occult than it was cryptozoological oh, okay it basically he said it selected who saw it and no. that it was an omen of death. He well, claimed that many people who saw the creature soon died.
0: Did well, they? Well, I think that's because, I we'll mean, s- that's s- easy to determine. Yeah,
1: we'll <laughs> see. Some did, but for a very specific reason. It also liked, quote, attractive young women. In fairness, this is before Hashtag Me Too, so don't be mad at the aliens if they were being pigs. I apologize for them. When- <laughs> This is all Keel. So Keel killed, again, he yeah. turned these mothmen into something very supernatural. You know, they, they picked who saw it, and there was some kind of an omen of death, right? All right. He would uh, posit, he would later theorize that Point Pleasant was one of 169, quote, window areas in the USA alone. These were areas where all kinds of strange phenomena were concentrated.
2: This is literally sure. just a creepypasta. He,
1: he, it's even weirder Freddy's than that because pasta. it's. He, he he said he was receiving not reports really. of Mothman in the area as late as 1969, but that the press wouldn't cover the stories. Ooh. According to him, he said that the Mothman was really kind of a signal. He was part of a of a, a UFO, you know, invasion is not the right word, but you know, a, a big UFO kind of concentration. Yeah, and that the Men in Black were sort of looking after alien interest on the ground, right? He, uh, the the you know he he he. Melded together the strange lights in the sky the poltergeist the weird phone calls the television interference and all these kind of clustered into this uh, An otherworldly event not just uh, what it started at was like what's that man? bird thing going on out there, but he was John Keel and he can write whatever the hell he wants in his book And And he loves UFOs. Yeah, he did and which is what he did so yikes the story though collapsed eventually after this again you have this whole cluster of phenomena ufos mothman sightings tvs telephones poltergeists etc right they all come to this crashing halt on december 15th 1967 it's five o'clock in the evening the point pleasant is packed with holiday shoppers so many that a crush of cars goes from the little town there all the way back up on the silver bridge its entire 700-foot span is bumper to bumper into Point Pleasant, across the Ohio River where it meets Gallipolis, Ohio. Authorities. When was this again? When this is 1967. This is the end of 1967. Not
2: like time of year? Christmas. December. Christmas it's December 15th. Yep,
1: so it's Christmas time. All these Christmas holiday shoppers are are there backing up, a little mini traffic jam across the Whoopsie. entire Silver Bridge. Authorities would later find that a, a little, a single bolt on one of the, what's was called an I-bar, would uh, give way, was, was inferior steel, whatever. That one bolt in an I-bar and, and, and um, would give way, the I-bar would then give way, and it was a suspension bridge. The silver bridge was a suspension bridge. It would cascade immediately into a, into a complete and sudden total bridge collapse. E- Dozens of vehicles and their occupants would plunge into the freezing water over the Higher River. 46 people died that night. is the,
2: the only scene of the Mothman prophecies that I remember is this. It's a pretty gripping scene.
0: And it, this a, gave way to my fear of bridges. Really?
1: Yeah. This is why? True. The Probably. Movie? You saw the movie. You sat with know. me. Yes. So wait, you didn't have a fear of bridges until till after 2002?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right.
1: I'm still okay with bridges.
0: I never used to think about bridges at all.
1: And now you do. Hmm, a, lot. a lot. Richard Gear. Yeah, she's gonna burn him <laughs> up. Oh, just my ass. So the James Lilly family, who would later move out because of all the pol- poltergeist activity, they was, they were still there that night in uh, Point Pleasant. They uh-huh. said they saw twelve lights in the sky that night of the bridge collapse. Ooh, Ooh. spooky. Are of course one hundred percent bullshit. Yeah. Mary Hire, the newspaper reporter, remember? She said that she uh, claimed that about a week after the bridge collapse. A, quote, short, dark-skinned man in a black scoot, uh, suit who looked vaguely oriental, again, her oh, words, God. and spoke with an odd accent, came into her paper and asked about the UFO sightings in the area. She didn't have time for this guy, so she gave him, like, a folder of, like, clippings of these UFO stories, just trying to fob him off and say, here, look, look at these if you want. But he, wouldn't listen, he, he, he wanted to speak to her in person, so she said, I don't have time for you, and she threw him out of her office. Later that evening... She goes out in the town. She's walking around, and she looks up on the street, and she sees that man from early, early in the day, or, or at least a man who looks very much like him. And and, um, and I think that's that's the same incident that he, you know took off in his car, I think, unless I'm messing up the stories, for sure that same day, it would come out that uh, allegedly uh, multiple witnesses said a a person fitting this description came to their house, the house of witnesses who had seen lights in the sky, and like questioned them. And really, to a a person, they said he was a really creepy guy and he he made them kind of scared. They felt very uneasy in his presence. And and one of them, I guess he claimed he was a reporter from Ohio, right? So one of them, I guess, I don't know what how the conversation got started, but it turned out the the weird creepy dude who was supposedly a reporter from Ohio didn't know where Columbus, Ohio was. Girl. So John Keel would connect this the whole this this men in black and the UFO activity to this bridge collapse. And he would say, hence the whole omen of death. Right. Yeah. Because the Mothman Really, now, to this day, and quickly thereafter, soon thereafter, would become kind of a gain pulp culture notoriety as a, a harbinger, a harbinger of, yeah. of terrible disasters. Chernobyl, supposedly, the 1986 near-nuclear meltdown that did kill near I mean it could have wiped out a <laughs> chunk of the Ukraine, so it wasn't as nearly as bad as it could have been. We had some, some radio, radio, radioactive gases whatever was released right radio activity <laughs> yeah. no, are you look, okay that's what i'm looking for radio radiation radiation fallout. there we go fallout got released but that could have been a meltdown that was <laughs> oh, super yeah. Close to meltdown. oh yeah
2: i know them rods
1: yeah well supposedly supposedly the mothman was seen uh, uh hovering over and flying around Pripyat, which is a town just outside okay. of chernobyl r- b- just before the yeah. near meltdown, allegedly, in All April of right. 1986.
2: Just some red things in the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he is.
1: There's, they called it the Black Bird of Chernobyl. Oh. It had red eyes and the whole Good. thing. Um, Though it turns out the reports were almost certainly a hoax because you really can't trace them back until after the 2002 movie, yeah. and in the movie there is this throwaway line from Richard Gere that mentions Chernobyl. Oh my God, it's weird in the huh. movie. Remember the movie's made well after Chernobyl.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. there's
1: this throwaway. So they did that. We know how they did that. Yeah, <laughs> but well, because of time. So so you have these people saying back back in '86 the reports. Well, there weren't. Yeah, no, it's total it? bullshit. He also, then Mothman also predicted the 9-11 attacks in the World Trade Center building. Son of the
2: Simpsons, bitch. You ain't special. <laughs> well, the Mothman did it too. Okay.
1: He did it better. He, so uh, again, allegedly some people saw Mothman flying around those buildings. Some people even saw that when the buildings went down and how all the, you know, the smoke and yeah. ash billowed up, they saw the form of the Mothman take shape in that smoke and ash.
2: Uh-huh. Allegedly. All right.
1: Again, you can choose not to believe it.
2: I'll do whatever I want. <laughs>
1: and then the Interstate 35 bridge collapse in Minneapolis in 2007, that's Ooh, a natural, yeah. that was blamed, or not blamed on the Mothman, but it was sort of a, you know, he was an omen of that report. People supposedly, there was Mothman sightings seen. Again, these don't come uh, to the public view until after the fact, They're post hoc reports, which is always solid evidence, as we know.
0: Well, how could you report it before it happened?
1: report the mothman i've been seeing a large man bird flying around the bridge before yeah. how, how would you not report that before it happened well you, like, how,
0: how soon before were those I, I,
1: days no. before
0: oh yeah. okay
1: yeah i think any future bridge collapse, collapse after the fact you'll hear mothman sightings yeah. i guarantee it yeah. any major bridge collapse where people die there'll be mothman reports immediately after uh and, and there's also a major outbreak of the swine flu in 2009 in mexico that was supposedly associated with Mothman side.
2: What ben in Kelly.
0: in,
1: a, in a La Junta, Chihuahua, a, 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 like students and stuff like that were being harassed by this tall, winged creature with bloodshot eyes. sort of pester them. One student was chased by the creature, and he said, "Quote: Those were the those were 15 minutes of maximum despair." Ah, <laughs> maximum despair.
2: Yeah. That sounds like a video game antagonist line.
1: Uh, so he's kind of this this jack of all evil trades kind of yeah. a thing. So, Mothman still lives. In fact, the most recently in 2011, there was a huge rash of sightings in Chicago of Mothman-like creatures. And then what happened? Uh, Just nothing. It just like one Australian student who was in Chicago said that it kind of, the creature he saw kind of glided like a squirrel-like marsupial, a honey glider, a, a, I'm sorry, a sugar glider, honey glider, which he knew from his days back in his Tasmania, where he's from. But so he said it's kind of like a sugar glider a little bit, but it's the size of a man.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, please.
1: It had red eyes, glowing red eyes, blah, blah, blah. Others said it looked something like a huge owl. Others said this thing looked like a gargoyle, but there's this rash of sight in Chicago in 2011. I vaguely remember when that happened.
2: I do
0: not. I don't either.
1: Uh, And most of the accounts, by the way, if you read them now, they read like typical kind of Reddit post, you know, mediocre fiction, right? Uh, Too much detail. These flourishes of languages, actual dialogue among people. No. If you're a real person who's saying this happened to me, you don't have actual fucking dialogue with quotes of of multiple, you know, people talking back. That's just stupid. It's it's just bad short stories on, on Reddit and they claim it's true. And of course, no one ever having the presence of mind to take a picture with the cell phone. They undoubtedly right? have it in their pocket. This is yeah. 2011. No one, you know, come on. So, the internet. And although there were 55 Chicago area sightings in 2011 of, of mothmen. Wow. The beach, I know it. So, theories? How about just a giant, big what old bird yeah. or bat? Some something again, more like a cryptid, more like more like um, oh, what it seemed to start out with. To say. Is some yeah, kind I'm... of a you know a thunderbird or something like that. We haven't done that yet in this show. We definitely will, but uh something like that, some kind of like a giant
2: bird. Yeah. Any takers? I mean, like
0: oh, a very large bird. What like do you that? mean?
2: Like you think that's the actual answer? That's a theory. That's out there.
1: Is All that right. if, if you if you go back to the core first sightings, it sure seems like it's a that's
2: true. The man like part
1: yeah. could be. You know, but it, but a man-sized bird, which there's no such thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, that no, can but there birds
0: that kind of like look like they have long legs, and you know what I mean.
2: But they're not like tall we'll, birds. We'll get to that. Cranes uh, don't like, cranes cranes well, not
0: have that tall, tall, tall birds have tall legs.
2: Shut the, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Scarecrows. I think it was a scarecrow.
1: <laughs> we'll get to
0: we'll wild get to, turkey.
1: Not a wild turkey. They an know. emu. It's, in an West it's, an, it's a flying <laughs> emu. It's a flying emu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an emu that can fly. Uh How about angels or demons? Both. Why not? The wings say angel. The red glowing eyes say demon. Oh, yeah. A Nephilim. Hybrid love child. That's what a Nephilim is. It's an angel demon. A demon angel. You know, it could be, uh, it's kind of an omen of terrible things. That's the angel trying to warn people, right? But maybe it's also a cause of these things. That's the devil messing with us. No, sure. I'm I'm going with that. So angel, demon, that's another thing out there. Of course, some kind of an alien is a major theory. John Keel certainly yeah, seems to say, imply
2: that, right? If you're Keel,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: he seems to, to kind of skew in that direction, tying it to all these UFO sightings with men in black and all that kind of stuff. Um, the weird television, and all that kind of noises. I think he was trying to say that they were trying to warn him and other people of the bridge collapse with these weird communications, uh, things like that. I think that's the. the well, I, I remember seeing the movie. That was it. That was my takeaway. Oh, Okay, is that they? It was like aliens that somehow knew this is going to happen. And but we're trying to communicate with us in these weird ways, but couldn't couldn't communicate. It's like trying us trying to, to warn a you know insects of something that's about bad that is about to happen to them. It's the same kind of idea. <laughs> what? How would we do that?
2: No, we'd have the- no way of doing
1: it. So what they did was they messed with our TVs. So it's, it's logical. Don't yeah, laugh. It's so much <laughs> better than us. This that We insects theory.
2: and they humans. So- <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord, Terry. <laughs>
0: Trying to warn insects.
2: I think she's imagining you yelling at a ladybug. Yeah, cannot not yelling at her.
0: <laughs> but
1: if you knew something was going to happen bad to that insect and you wanted to warn them, how would you do it?
0: I'd pick it up. Yeah, I would save it.
2: Okay. Pick well, no, you
1: say a bitch. Well, you couldn't.
2: You couldn't <laughs> yeah. mess with the pretend. Pretend that around. insect was <laughs> almost your size.
1: Yeah. Like
0: there rules.
1: Yes, Gary. Yes. Shut up. Dead to me. So. <laughs> So it could be these super intelligent aliens, or how about visitors from the future? Why do they Maybe, look like that? I don't know. Suit, 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 a flying suit.
0: He got a suit.
1: <laughs> unlike so the far aliens, in
0: the future, we evolve uh, into Mothman.
1: Well, unlike the aliens in Signs, they wore some protective gear because water hurts them. That's true. Okay, they're smarter than those aliens. That's, That's
2: awesome. why they looked gray. See, Gary
1: doll holds it. <laughs> Danger. (laughs) Yeah. Carrie's doing a Hitler salute when she coughs to warn us that she's going to cough. I thought that was unnecessary. Baby Hitler. Baby Hitler.
0: I'm going downhill fast over here. Wow.
1: So, you could also say it's a creature from another dimension, perhaps, right? Like a multiverse
0: kind of a thing, maybe?
2: Well, I like those.
1: So, aliens, ETs, future visitor, those kind of things. How about something a little more prosaic? How about... A bird. Yeah. A real bird. Not a giant thunderbird, an actual bird that exists. There are a few contenders, actually. The Mason County Sheriff, who took the the report from Newell Partridge, remember? He said that he thought the sighting was a big heron. Yeah. A a large, long-legged wading bird that he called a... Oh, see? Yeah. He called a heron that bird. He called it a, quote, shit poke.
0: Ah! I
1: don't know why he called it that. Huh. The West Virginia thing, and he said he said that's a tall bird. So maybe that's what he saw. That was his theory. A wildlife biologist from the West Virginia University at the time, named Robert Smith, apparently his real name, he thought the <laughs> sightings fit the description of a carry crane, sandhill crane. That bird is not Cranes normally fun, in Point Pleasant area. It's a little more to the to the west of that area. But maybe he he theorized that maybe it got blown off his migration route. Yeah. And into the area, and now it's unfamiliar to the locals. They can get about four and a half feet tall. They have a seven plus foot wingspan, fully grown adult males, yeah. and they have red rimmed eyes.
0: Oh, so see? they're very, very
1: large birds.
0: But they wouldn't glow. Yeah,
2: exactly. They would That's really important.
1: They, but you still, if you add a dash of exaggeration to that, you do get pretty close to, to the original Mothman, yes. which people do. Which absolutely. But do. also,
0: aren't cranes white?
1: Yes white or grayish i think yeah so that's not you know it's nighttime colors are hard
0: <laughs> bitch you telling
2: me <laughs>
1: and who knew that cranes could be almost as high as a as tall as a person
2: bitch i did so
1: if you just saw yeah but you know if you saw that at night and you weren't scared. familiar with cranes and it's fairly close up and then it's all of a sudden it takes flight above you a little bit freaky a little bit i don't know i'd be freaked out
2: they're kind of brownish yeah Standard yeah they're really white okay there's probably variations there's, yeah
1: there in probably colors, is yeah. So, and, and again, you see eyes, these reddish eyes at, at almost human level. That, that would kind of freak you out, though. And then it unfurls its wings. Scary. Joe Nickel, he's a skeptical journalist. He thought it was an owl. <laughs> he cited that group of firefighters who saw it and, they, and they, uh, who went out to investigate a sighting. And they said that they thought it was a bird.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Didn't um, they say it was gliding? Oh, no, that no, was different. grape diggers.
1: They, yeah. Another man took a shot at a snowy owl that he identified as a snowy oh, owl at the time, and he's, and, and that person said, "Hey, I think this is, this is the, pe- the thing people are seeing." So yeah. there was some contemporaneous theorizing along this line even then. yeah. And an owl fits better, by the way. Yeah. with the reports, have seen eyes just above the solos because owls that's don't what look like they have That's what I was thinking earlier. They yeah. kind of don't have necks. I mean, they do. but
2: They do, know. but you can't see you them. You can't really see the necks. Yeah.
1: Cranes have very, very long
2: necks. Yeah.
1: So true. owls appear to have no necks. That fits.
2: And they're big, too. Owls get really ro- some N- Not, yeah. Not any that's, in that th- area. That's the
1: worst. I think so. That's the the weak. The biggest weakness in this theory is the size, is for it? sure, because yeah. they're not that big. Nickel he thought it was either a barn owl or a barred owl a barred as owl. a likely culprit. The weak- latter, yeah. the barred owl, it has very very famously bright eye shine. Yeah. So these are you you shine lights on owl eyes and they glow. Oh. And the and the barred owl apparently can have a reddish glow to its eyes. I've never heard of the barred owl. Really? Uh, the I latter. Know. I'm I'm sorry. It also, the barred owl also has a call that sounds kind of like what the folks describe. That is a screeching, you know, vaguely human, yeah. female screaming kind of a sound. Huh. And, oh, it's adorable. What are you looking at a picture of the barred owl. It's so cute. Ooh, now imagine that at I night. Like it's at night. You shine a light on it. Big ass wings unfold and, it's, and it flies above you. You shit your pants. Ooh. Both owls also are native to the Dude, area. Yeah. And again, the sandhill crane is not. Sandhill cranes, though are, are better in terms of the height and than owls, owls, even though heights are really difficult to judge, still an owl yeah. is maybe 20 inches of standing on the ground. Yeah so you can go back like in, in the Kelly Hopskinville thing, but they also thought that was an owl. a lot of, a lot of skeptics thought that was an owl. You, you can posit that it was on a branch or something like that to make it look much, much taller than it really is. So are you know what? los dos true. A crane and an owl. Although the crane thing is tenuous because it should be a few hundred miles away. Yeah. Another theory that Joe Nichol uh, talked about, wrote about, was a prankster. Yeah. Apparently, again, at the time, some locals thought that someone had dressed up in a Halloween outfit and had started the mania. That they this, this crazy mofo hides out in the TNT area knowing somebody's going to come out there to do their up to some shenanigans and he's going to jump out at them. I don't know fake wings i guess and scare yeah. the crap out of them and, and a good time time had by all
2: that's what i'm saying you don't have much to do in west virginia <laughs> i know <laughs>
1: but this is west virginia you wouldn't you think i might get shot if i do something like
2: that yeah well yeah. Maybe not if you instill I so much know. fear that mr newell can't even leave his house for a second time <laughs> can
1: you can you expect that to happen though after the first time i don't know i would expect that him that was to get his gun to shoot me but okay, so so say that was true. Say that was true that the, this guy hides out in the TNT, scares the shit out of the scarberries and the mallets, right? That doesn't explain everything though, does it? Exactly. Unless there's,
2: there's mass more than one hysteria, hysteria.
1: Oh. then takes over. Yep. So this this theory would have mass hysteria, maybe with an assist from booze, and you know all kinds of people jump on. There's all kinds of bandwagoning, mass hysteria. The theory is that this is a psychological delusion right that people think they're seeing that i think maybe let's say there's a hundred sightings right i don't know what the, the exact number is i'm totally speculating here but i my gut says 15 of those are people deluded the other 85 but people who are purely bullshit Just, and yeah. can get in on it
0: yeah yeah they there's, want their name in the paper it's a great story
1: or, yeah. they're telling their friends I oh agree. my god we were out there and we saw it, it, it's probably maybe 95 and of those not 100. even yeah.
2: necessarily with like The intent to be like, I'm going to get my 15 minutes of fame. It's very easy for people to be in the presence of something or hear an account of something and fully integrate it and like believe truly that they saw or were there. See, that would be mass hysteria. That would be.
1: Okay. I'm saying it's, it's below that.
2: If that's oh, people, I see. I'm saying it's, it's complete it bullshit. Yeah, um,
1: there are some people like that. Absolutely, yeah, is, that, that, say, that's Are there
2: more people like that? I, I, or there I, I think liars? there's more bullshitters. Really? Yeah, I
1: do. I think a lot more bullshit. Because, because yeah, no, mass hysteria is, is a thing. I believe that, and that does happen psychologically. Absolutely, people. Yeah. you know, you 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 do see things that aren't there. I, I get that, but I also get people just looking for the 15 seconds <laughs> yeah, but of you're fame. You're cynical
2: as hell. I know,
1: but think about it. <laughs> it's a great story. You get a lot of attention. You tell your friends it's a boring ass place to be what's more oh, fun? You come back to the pizza place looking all scared and go, my God, we just saw that mob man. And yeah, I'm doing that accent. I don't give a shit. So, I I, mean, I, I think there's a, a, a very, very large component of this was bullshit. Was, you know, bandwagoning, yeah. to tell bandwagoning, yeah. wagoning, if that's a word to tell stories Wagedy. about this. Yeah. I think that's, I think most of the sightings were along those lines. I would agree. And pretty soon you have yourself a full-fledged phenomenon and it just feeds on itself. And remember, it didn't stop until the bridge collapses and people aren't going to tell those stories anymore. To get the, it's too real now. After forty six people die in your town, so here, here's you know what was the Mothman. Here's uh, here's some things I think we should keep in mind. Okay. There's absolutely no earthly reason to think that the Mothman phenomenon and the Silverbridge Collapse have anything whatsoever to do with each other. Right. That's ridiculous. It's, pure, it's just happenstance in time. Pick anything that happened before or after the Mothman sightings and you can claim they're connected. There's nothing yeah. rational to connect them whatsoever. So stop do, connecting these disparate dots because they have nothing to do with each other. And that's a big part of John Keel's story. You, you look angry, Carrie. What's, no, okay. I'm not. I'm she not. did? She did, a little bit. Girl. She, she always has angry, resting angry face. Yep. <laughs> John Keel, again, as I mentioned earlier, was not a mainstream reporter. He was a fringe writer specializing in bullshit uh, to the degree that the story has been warped and shaped by him, it's to his, his discredit. And I'll, I'll just flat out say it. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he's you know, he's he's full of shit. The reports started with one story, the Scarberries really, that got a, a lot of press and then it kind of mushroomed after that, right? That's always a red flag. Yeah. The phenomenon is produced by, again, the hysteria or the bandwagoning, and bullshit, rather than real events. When you have that kind of thing, where you have this one vent, and then all of a sudden you have tons of people glomming onto it, that's just a huge yeah. red flag. Why, if there really is some kind of creature out there, then suddenly it's showing itself to tons of people for days, for for thirteen well, months.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's pretend there is something real going yeah. on. It's gonna happen the first time, and but, then the no, second uh, time, and the third time, and I,
2: there would be a pretty steady consistent stream of sightings and documentation of that creature or whatever before that not just like none literally nothing you would
1: think i mean there could be the first it could be the first incident where it's seen the first time time it came to earth or something like that
2: well yeah but this is like the first official sighting yes not like the first sighting of any human ever recorded or not It it tends to be Uh
1: -uh. you tend to have these incidents, and and they suddenly give rise to a lot to a a greater volume of incidents, and they kind of wax and wane in a a predictable way. Mass hysteria researchers can predict quantitatively how those those things tend to happen. And I I haven't seen quantitative analysis of the Mothman prophecies or the Mothman events, but I'll bet you they
2: follow that pattern. There's a
0: pattern, yeah. I'd like to see a quantitative analysis. I would like to see it. I'll get on it uh the and i i'd like to see the uh, i was just going to come up with some statistical analysis go ahead, term but i can't Let's come on Kerr,
1: you can do it and well, i would like a
0: to regression how, how about
1: ooh, a non-linear regression
0: How's yeah that? there you go
2: okay. i would like a longitudinal survey <laughs> in which
1: how about six or seven foot wings to lift a human-sized creature
2: yeah or any wings that's,
0: that's just that's ridiculous it, it's you can't judge
1: if you want what? to say it's something real you can't
0: size. And, so okay, so you say that,
1: if you want to say it's a thunderbird or something like that, you absolutely can and you'd have to say it needs a 40 foot wingspan. So and 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 Size
0: is a thunderbird. a so uh, cryptid. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you want to say it's something kind of a cryptid or something like that, that's a real thing out there. Yeah. A real flying <laughs> creature. You you the ratio of size it, to wings is ludicrous. Even with hollow bones, I don't think that'd be possible. No. Nope. So, because remember, like we saw, the Sandhill Crane with a seven and a half foot wingspan is still is only super like- light and skinny and tall and slender. This was a, man, a then, large was man-like creature, they said. The I descriptions, by the way, are not also not nearly as consistent as Keel and others would make them. The wing size differs. The, the coloration differs. They, they never, you can never pin anyone down for the most part on oh, whether it's bat-like or feathers
2: yeah. or, or, or skin or what. So Did the descriptions they all vary. have like those eyes?
0: Most of
1: them talk about red glowing eyes,
2: like in the placement of the eyes, having no head and uh, the eyes right above the shoulders. Multiple ones did, yes. Okay, but, but I. But
0: they, you hear something because yes, that's sort head. of exactly. like the
2: signature. Yes. Sort of one of the most recognizable features of the Mothman is his lack of a head. Yeah. So well, I would think that it should be, if it were a real creature, it should be in every single report sighting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you think, yeah. Uh, most are all, uh, maybe even all of the sightings are in at night, in the dark. Yeah. When witnesses cannot get a real good, clear it's look not at the creature. Eternal.
0: Well, yeah. That's, that's fine. That's fine.
1: But it also means that it's, it's much more yeah, difficult to see and describe. Yeah. Right. Conveniently so. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, people are terrible witnesses anyway. Yeah. You know, but then you see something that's unfamiliar to them or out of place. Or, and, or and they're fact, scared. Yeah. So that, that you know, an drunken. owl that you just aren't <laughs> ready to see that suddenly takes flight over you with red glowing eyes, and your headlights or flashlight can scare the shit out of you yep. silently. The men in black stuff is really thin, as we've seen from the descriptions from Mary Hire. It didn't sound all that very men in blacky.
0: No. So it doesn't. Yeah. I think Mary's just afraid uh, of people who are yeah. a little bit. Honestly, different.
1: honestly, yeah. Is it, is Mary's it, just afraid of
2: brown people. A creepy
1: yeah. person with a bull haircut goes into her office, and she and she shoots herself. So yeah. Mary, that's on you, sister. A bull I'm sorry, haircut. Mary. That's
2: just. You could have just stopped there.
1: Yeah.
0: And and, you know, oriental looking. Yes. Was, you
1: know. Dark skinned. Yeah, Mary. Yikes. Mary. You Mary, you need to think you need to think about yourself. Yeah, okay. You're telling
2: on yourself there, girl. hmm
1: There seems to be also little evidence beyond Keel and, and some other French writers about a lot of the phenomenon in the the whole Mothman thing. So, but then you ask, okay, uh, but hundreds of people saw the Mothman, right? Or there are hundreds of incidents, dozens of people at least saw it. As so there had to says. be something there, right? Or maybe not. Yeah. Kerry's favorite um, skeptoid, Brian Denny, did an analysis of actual stories from papers in the in the region, and found a grand total of six articles <laughs> about Mothman sightings in during that time. Whoops. Again, John Keel claimed over 100 incidences and appearances. So if so, these reporters, who again, remember, flocked to the story immediately, ignored yeah. 94 more or yeah. something like, like that. And even then, some of the, the accounts that, that he did read in these local regional newspapers were claimed, um, like one just claimed it was a man in dark clothes who kind of creeped him out. Some happened 50 miles away. It Almost, it seems so like you know. It's like the folks over there. Hey, we want to get on this point Pleasant action going. Yeah. This Mothman shit. Let's let's tell a story about that too. So, that again, John Keel, uh, not to belabor it, not to be too mean, he he wasn't a serious reporter. He's not. Well, he, he doesn't have a lot of credibility. Could yeah, he have right. been grossly exaggerating?
0: Yeah.
1: Everything, and and the answer, in my honestly, is is absolutely. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly did. So whatever the Mothman was, though, or is. <laughs> it's, it's been good business for Little Point Pleasant, Virginia. Yeah. Started in 2002, not coincidentally, but the year of the movie. They hold an annual Mothman festival. Wow! They have built a 12-foot metal statue of the creature. With they a great think. butt! I hear. butt yeah, despite the fact no one had a good good look at it, they it, it looks like we'll, we'll put a picture of it. Yeah. But it looks like it's um, like an insect kind of alien creature with huge wings, and the wings have holes in them. I think it's probably for the wind.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so the yeah fall
1: it over, would fall. It that's would my fall guess.
2: Over. And it looks really mothy. It does or look mothy. They're not yeah. even moth, It looks they look like butterfly wings. They're not. I don't really yeah, know they look kind of butterfly like wings,
1: wings or mothish wings. And it looks like an, like an insecty alien. It's 12 huh. feet tall. It's metal. I don't know if it has a fabulous ass or not. And they have vendors and speakers and, exactly. and, and hay rides to go to some of the key areas where they had sightings. And they have a Mothman pancake eating contest. So I want to go to See that. the booty. Oh, yeah, that is a great... Oh, my God.
2: The Mothman they got, got a booty. on
1: track. Right? Damn. Whose idea was that? This- <laughs> so that's the story of the Mothman. We are going to go to the Mothman Festival next year. and eat some, What? Join the pancake eating contest.
0: What is it? What time of year? I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, but I do want to go. I want okay. to go to that. Can we go? Sure. Sweet. That's the Mothman. Any comments? <sighs> what do you think? Shots yeah. in the dark? What do you think? Meh. You no, know, you're not going to take one? What do you think it is? Nah.
2: The guy who tried to shoot that owl, that's my shot in the dark.
1: No, you can't do that. Yeah, well, some, I just did somebody
0: saw something. a big bird or something in there.
1: Yeah, I, I like the bird theory myself, too. I don't know if it's an owl. The owl does make the most sense because the red eye shine, the eyes just above, yeah. even without, without a neck.
0: Owls are responsible for everything. I, I, honestly, the
1: there's three famous, we've already done two of them now. There's another famous UFO case that most skeptic writers think was, an, was caused by an owl as well kelly Hopkinsville.
0: hopkinsville yeah you've
1: hopkinsville. never said that word right I, 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 I will never say saying that hopskin.
2: right hopskin which just sounds weird Hopkinskin.
1: So yes. Hopkinskin. <laughs> uh and then this and then another famous ufo incident from about the same time in the 1950s as well that all of these have been blamed on owls but you know honestly owls an owl scares the shit out of the scarberry folks mass hysteria slash bullshit takes over john keel comes in and starts spinning UFO kind of stories and yeah. changes and warps yeah. the story and, and That's the fun. That's the Mothman. Yep, and made
0: a movie. And then we make a movie yeah. out of it. Because
1: because this is one of those things where. If there is something real there, it just—it's baffling. It doesn't make—it's super weird. I mean, okay, so it was aliens who looked like a moth, apparently, but also had lights in the sky, and also had men in black, and and we're trying to either predict or cause a bridge collapse. What the fuck? And and we're fucking with your TVs and radios and telephones. And yeah. we know
0: about
2: just, we what the hell is know about? about structural engineering.
1: That makes no sense.
0: You know, it's so funny because I don't believe in any of this stuff when it supposedly happens in real life, mm-hmm. but in every movie. I I believe it all.
1: You, be- Aww, you know what
0: I, that's no, the point I, of movies. I, I, I know.
1: Carrie doesn't understand fiction at a, at a gut level. But,
0: but you, I, but I'm so skeptical in real life. You yeah. think that I wouldn't be able to, to suspend your disbelief? Yes, immerse that's, myself in a movie. That's what you do for movies.
1: It. I love those kinds of movies. I love supernatural stuff.
2: Yeah, 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 same. I think that's why we like it. I know it. Because we we're He's like brave. this is some bullshit, so we can immerse ourselves. <laughs> but in But even though
1: I think it's bullshit, I, the, the Mockingbird story is interesting to me. It's very it's fascinating oh, yeah. to me, even though I think it's all nonsense. Like I said, I think it was an owl and scared the crap out of out of some some folk. It makes yeah. a good story. And, uh, yeah, it's still It's still a fascinating story. I don't I don't respect people like John Keel who go in yeah. and just and well, just and not. just start tossing bullshit everywhere yeah. to make a buck. Act that like that true. I I don't like. But the story itself, if, if it's organic and it's just, it's just some, I, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Like the Kelly Hopkinsville yeah, incident,
0: um, you know, but it, like in the movie, how you story. know, you know, when the, the person sees it and nobody believes them. I 100% would be the people that don't believe them. <laughs> oh yeah, in real life.
1: But if you're watching, you all you have to but do. But if i watch
0: it, it's like, oh my god, you know everybody's what? an asshole. We do not- this next
1: time. You see this person in real life talking. Just hold your hands up like a like the camera thing yeah. that do, and then picture them in frame. You'll believe them, Carrie.
2: Yeah, I, I probably see. would. Action.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> Why is that woman over there saying action at us and holding her hands up? Well don't worry about it. I believe you now. Okay, thank you, ma'am. I think
0: so many people come to me. On a regular basis. They do. Tell Tell me outlandish stories. Okay.
1: Well, next time they do, boom. Frame them. That's all you have to do. Okay. Okay. Carrie, that was the Mothman story. hope you enjoyed it.
0: I did. Thanks. (laughs) You said (laughs) okay, Carrie.
1: She worked up some enthusiasm for that response. Yes, she really did. I'm I'm impressed by that. I was was going to say okay, Carrie. Tell them all this stuff. I can't. You can't? So, okay, Jack.
2: Oh, shit. Do it. So, like... We're on some places, Oh, my God. and they have names. So we have, oh fuck, weird we a world website. pod. Oh yeah, is Twitter,
1: weirdworldpodcast dot com.
2: Yeah,
1: is the uh, the the website. Uh, Instagram is <laughs> weird world podcast.
0: And yes, Instagram, and Facebook, and Facebook, and, and Facebook. Patreon, and
1: Patreon, and anything it. else. Okay, and
0: um, oh, weird at gmail Oh, is email. That's it. <laughs> okay.
1: Until next time. Have fun! Right on. See ya.
0: Beware of owls. Oh
1: yes, yes.
0: No. Love you. Love you. Hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs>